boy, this is going to be strange preaching from a pulpit. I don't know how I'm going to do that. But before I preach, we actually have the privilege of having someone come from the World Mission Prayer League. Um, huh? Oh, it's fixed. It's magic. <laughs> I'm going to move from that then. Ah. Um, we have the privilege of having Jorge and Christina Bensus come and share about how God has called them into the World Mission Prayer League. And, well, I don't know the fullness of the story, how long of the story you want. I, I told Jorge that he has to at least be under an hour. Can you do that? No, okay. Sorry, man. So, um, but yeah, they're going to share about what God's doing with the World Mission Prayer League and how he brought them here and what this looks like. What does it look like to be a missionary in the United States? You know, that's a different question. Because usually when we think about missions, we think about Kenya or Albania or unreached people groups and not God calling missionaries to the States. So, so that's one of the reasons why I wanted Jorge and Christina to come because that's how God has called them. It's where God has called them. To be an administrative director and the wife of the administrative, or the calendar, not calendar, the, the social custodian? No, that's not, how do we say that? Yeah, Christina keeps Jorge in line. <laughs> the, oh, that's just wife, okay. That, that must be what wife means. What does it mean to wife? It means to keep someone in line. <laughs> that's what Kirsti, uh, Kirsten does for me too, so it makes sense. All right, so I'm going to call up Jorge and Christina to come and share. Uh, Jorge has some slides for us too. Are they up? All right. Well, good morning, everyone. We're, we're very thankful, we're blessed uh, that you, Pastor Joe and you guys have invited us to be here. It's a, it's a blessing to get to know you guys. We've heard about you a lot. Um, there is a good partnership, good relationship between us, Wimple, and Hosanna. I'm curious, who has heard about Wimple here? Raise your hand. So most, half of you guys, that's great. And I'm, I recognize a few of your faces, too. Um, some of you have participated at uh, Okoboji. Uh, yes. And maybe some of you have gone to our family camp. We recognize some of your faces. It's a blessing to see you guys again. Um, yeah. We're Cork and Christina. We have about 10, 15 minutes, Pastor Joe. 20, an hour. No, we don't have a whole lot to share. Um, but, yeah, we're Jorge and Christina. And if you can go to the next uh, slide, because oh, I can't can control. control. Oh, I can control it here. Yes, great. Thank okay. you. I'm in control. Okay, that right there. So that's us. Um, we're going to share a little bit about who we are. As Pastor Joe said, we're going to share um, about our calling, uh, a little bit of our background, how we are, and we ended up in Minnesota, of all places, and a little bit of what we do here. Um, 
That's that's our family, Christina. You want to share? Uh, yes, starting on the uh, it's Carmen, who is going to be a freshman at the University of Minnesota this coming up fall. Uh, then me, uh, Irene, who is a third year at the University of Minnesota, but going to be graduating and thinking about going on for her doctorate uh, next year. Then um, Elisa, she's a sophomore in high school, and then there's Jorge. And this is on a, a trip we took last summer. We were finally, after five years, able to go back to Peru to visit with family and just have some family time. And so this is one of our our, our trips that we took in while we were in Peru last summer. So. Yeah, the picture's about a year old. Um, mm -hmm. Elisa, she actually had eight teeth removed on Tuesday. Was it yeah. Tuesday or Monday? And Tuesday. she's her face is very small. And, and, and <laughs> Our other girls are busy with activities, but that's the reason why Elisa is not able to come with us. Mm -hmm. But there she is. Um, so uh, let me back up a little bit uh, to 2010. That's when uh, I, we finished our service in the military. I was serving in the Army, and, uh, and for medical reasons, they prevented me from continuing serving, and then we, we, we were kind of stuck in our lives and trying to figure out what we were going to be doing uh, for the next season of our lives. Christine is a former missionary from Wimpo. Uh, she's a she's an, a missionary kid also. She served, uh, her family served in the Philippines. So she's been in missions for a long time. In my case, I, I was I was a new, new to missions and I was actually never interested in missions. Um, I've been busy with career and work and providing for my family and doing all these things and missions was not really uh, one of my interests of prior or priorities but when it came to the time when we uh, finished our service with the military it's when when uh, the Lord started speaking especially to me directly he was speaking to, to me through Christina for a long time you know a little voice would mention every once in a while we should serve Anyway, <laughs> uh, we hear that for a long time, but at that time, uh, we started to pray and really consider uh, to, to get involved into missions. We contacted a few missions organizations, including Wimple, and Christina had served with Wimple in the past. And uh, that's when we met Chuck Lindquist, our uh, prior uh, director back then, and he... Uh, we started talking, having conversations. Uh, he asked us to to take some courses, some mission courses, and get more, uh, from, especially for me, get more training, get more familiarized with uh, with missions. And that's when, uh, between 2010 until 2013, we um, we made the decision to call uh, to to serve to serve the Lord with Wemple as associate workers. And that's when we went to Peru. That's where I'm originally from. Um, and but we we wanted to go as as associate workers as tent makers. I don't know if you've heard about this term. Uh, just someone who lives in a community, someone who is part of a community, and at the same time is involved with work, uh, just like anybody else. That's kind of the, the our idea. Uh, we decided to go back to Peru as a family, um, and we served under the. Uh, I can see over there. Okay, we served. Uh, <laughs> under the local church in Chiclayo. This is a map of Peru. 
um, that it shows the diversity uh, that exists in Peru. There's there's uh, the ocean on, on, on the west, and then in the middle we have the Andes, the high mountains in the Andes. And then we also have the jungle, the Amazon, the rainforest. Actually, that's where I was born, but I grew up on the coast. And, and you can see some pictures of people there, uh, the different, the variety of culture and uh, language. We have about um, 120 different people groups in, in Peru, within Peru. So that's, there's a lot of diverse. Uh, Spanish is the, the main language, but there, there are um, a lot of other, other languages too. I don't think that I, I can see over there at this okay. point. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we served under the local church in Chiclayo, Peru. Uh, this is one of the churches we were involved with. Uh, Pastor, uh, let's see, Pastor, yeah. So Pastor Hoddle, the one that is kind of kneeling a little bit, he's the, the leader of that congregation. There are four Evangelical Lutheran churches in Chiclayo. Um, and we serve in all different capacities. Uh, as, as we were there, I... I taught English at a university there, and that's how we supported each other. Christina was the administrative director of everything, and she's still the administrative director of everything. Um, but I, 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 uh, I, I, that's that was my main uh, source of income, and uh, and we served there for about four years. And uh, and it came to the time when out also we, um, as far as. Unreached people groups. We talk about unreached people groups, and we talk about uh, populations with the least uh, access to the gospel. We were also involved with a a people group called the Wampis in the Amazon. Um, there's about twelve thousand people in this in this uh, in this region, and only about six percent of that population are are Christian evangelicals, and everybody else. Um, Many of them don't have access to a, a Bible translator in their language. They don't speak uh, other than their native language. So there's a lot of need um, uh, for the gospel in that in that region, and we would partner with that with that um, some of the the Christian churches in in that area, and we would um, um, distribute Bibles, um, uh, worship equipment, instruments, uh, anything that we could we could help empower the church in that area, we would do that. Uh, there are some pastors there. You see the little boat. It's called a peke peke because that's the sound that it makes when we, it travels. Peke 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 peke. Anyway, <laughs> that's what they call it, peke peke. Um, and, and the three gentlemen that are standing in that boat, they're, they're pastors from three different congregations. And we were distributing uh, Bibles translated into Wampis, the language, the native language there. They were um, very eager to receive uh, the Bible in their language. We also had some uh, equipment, uh, audio equipment um, devices that um, hosts uh, audio translations of the Bible. Uh, some of those things um, we did. And this is uh, four years past in Peru, and our girls started to grow up, and we... Uh, thought that they needed more support academically especially. That's the one challenge that we that we were having. Our girls, uh, Irene, our oldest one, had started uh, high school and it just became uh, challenging for us. Uh, she was not receiving what uh, what she needed at that time. 
and it was a difficult decision for us to to leave Peru after four years and and come back to the states. Um, but yeah, the the Lord um, uh, has has provided for us and has led us to 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 make those decisions. And it, it's it's our girls are also a ministry uh, of ours, and 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 we just have to listen to to the Lord's call. But it was it was difficult. It still it hurts a little bit when you think think backwards and and uh, and and see how those events happen. But we we've been in in Minneapolis. Uh, as we were uh, returning back to the States, we really had no idea what the Lord had for us. Um, we have plans to go back to Florida. That's where we uh, lived before we went to Peru. Um, and as we were planning to go back to Florida, having the girls at school, I had a job lined up, or kind of a lead job. And we thought, okay, we're gonna go back to Florida. But Wimple uh, approached us then and they said, you should, you should consider coming to family camp um, and more. Um, we need an IT person uh, in the home office, and that's, IT is my background. And, um, and it was summertime when they brought us up here. <laughs> yes. Yes. Talk about um, going to the ends of the world. <laughs> yes. And, uh, but yeah, so... Um, we're very blessed and happy that the Lord has opened up this this opportunity for us. Um, we've I've, we've been serving in the home office uh, for six years since 2017. Um, I served uh, for the first four years as the IT person. Anything that broke, I pretended to fix. I and uh, I just turned things on and off, and they worked. <laughs> I was the IT person, and then about a year and a half ago, uh, Wimple asked, approached us, uh, approached me, and asked me to consider being the administrative director of the home office. And it's a very daunting uh, uh, um, proposal that I was that I was uh, uh, asked to to consider. And it's been a year and a half. It's been a blessing. It's been it's been very challenging in many ways. Uh, I still feel very inadequate for a lot of the responsibilities that won't go on in the home office. But uh, but I've I've come to terms, understand that really is it isn't about what I can bring to the home office. It isn't about my abilities or my talents, my gifts. It's really what the Lord is doing, and um, not relying on my strengths, not relying on, on what I can do, but relying on the Lord, and He's been providing. Um, I feel more comfortable with uh, with the work that the Lord is doing because He's doing it through us. Uh, and, and and Pastor Joe asked me a while ago. He he invited us to come to visit you guys, and I was a little bit um, in the home office. It's a little bit difficult for us to to share about what we do in the home office because. Um, I could tell you, you know, I could spend an hour telling you about the Wampis, telling you about Peru, telling you about the work, the ministry that we've been doing there, and just the love that, that, that we have for that place where we served. But it's a little challenging to talk about administrative stuff, about the office. What do we do in the office? Um, so I, I, I told Pastor Joe when he, he uh, invited us, you know, what do you want us to talk about? I don't have a, I can tell you about the uh, people group, but... Um, and he looked at me and said, so you, you guys in the home office don't need prayer? So that was a good, good reminder uh, for us. 
um, that while we're in the home office, while we're uh, sitting in, in our desks and doing what we do, uh, we still have a mission. We still have an important role, a support role for those who are uh, in their season of their lives are called to serve uh, in the field directly with people groups, directly with um, making disciples. Um, we need uh, that people behind the scenes. And this, that's, that's who we are in the home office. And we need a lot of prayer. And we need all the prayer. And that's, that's the reason why we're here in front of you guys, to encourage you to pray for us, to pray for the people in the home office. I'd like to share a little bit about um, where we serve. Um, I'm part of the services team. Actually, I lead the services team, which includes um, housing and hospitality, which includes our finances, which includes um, uh, what is the... the um, no, prayer mobilization is another one. Am I missing? Uh, we have the IT team, um, administration, and all, the, all those, those things that happen in the home office. We have five different teams, but it would take me too long to talk about all those teams. We have the global team. We have the prayer mobilization team. Uh, we have a next generation team uh, and the services team, which is, is us. And... Uh, as it says, we provide support for effective mission service, and we have chosen Romans 12, 10, 13. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. Zeal? Zeal. Zeal, yes. But keep your spiritual faith fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who you are in, who are in need. Practice hospitality. Um, so we do all those uh, different aspects of uh, the support for our global workers. Um, we need to uh, we need to have an accounting team which uh, does payroll every month, which keeps things keeps keeps the numbers, keeps uh, the finances accountable for. Uh, we have to keep uh, maintaining our properties. Um, that's what our, our, our properties manager, our housing and hospitality manager does. So there are a lot of things uh, that are going on. Computers, IT. Um, also, we're committed to uh, commission living. Uh, by God's grace and presence, we commit ourselves to commission living to the end that God is glorified as people are made disciples of Jesus. We're called to, to, to live a simple life, to, but to encourage one another to be uh, helping one another in the home office. Um, that's, that's what we're committed to, to, to live. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, um, introduce you to a few people so that you see some of those faces and maybe you will remember, I want to encourage you also, if you want to visit our website, you'll see those faces too. Uh, this is our business office. Uh, you have Ann, Betty, they're our accountants. Mark Thorson is our database manager, and Jan Tollison, she's our, our bookkeeper. And, and I, I chose some, of, uh, some points that are related to commission living that I'm going to read to you. Uh, we will gladly receive and fully depend on God's promises and provision. Choosing to live simply 
us to make the best use of God's gifts. We will faithfully pray for the advance of, advance of God's kingdom, particularly among those least reached. Yeah, those, those guys have a very important role in our home office, uh, and I'm just blessed to, to be part of that team. We also have... Our hospitality and properties, uh, Kathy Williams. She's actually uh, retiring. Kathy is retiring in September, end of September, and uh, we're going to have um, uh, Dan Rouge, who's going to be on the next slide. He's going to take over those roles. So if you ever come to visit us in the home office and, and and you have a need to for for a place to stay, you can contact Kathy Williams, and she can. Uh, see if there's availability for you and she can uh, host you. That's what she does for our workers, the, their global workers that are um, needing uh, temporary housing, um, either in our home office or in, uh, in our mission home or in some of our uh, duplexes around the Twin Cities. Uh, she is the one in charge of that. And then we have Chris Byer, who's our properties manager, <clears throat> and he makes sure that um, our properties are uh, taking care of or maintain our, you know, any repairs, anything that happens, he takes care of those things. And Kurt Getch, who is husband of Ann Getch, he's also, uh, he's a part-timer. So we have a combination of part-time work and full-time work, commission workers. Uh, Ann and Betty, our accountants, are part-time part workers, are contracted workers. And uh, Kurt Gedge is also contracted workers, and he helps Chris with, uh, with maintenance uh, tasks. We'll pursue God's design for independence, interdependency, uh, discerning and valuing the roles to which God has called each of us for his global mission. We will boldly proclaim God's good news by our testimony and love for our neighbor. And I got one more slide, and then that's Dan Rouge. Um, right now, Dan is our, our, well, I put, already I put his new title, but he's our benefits uh, coordinator. Dan Rouge has been serving with Wimple for a long time. He was a missionary in uh, the Philippines for many years, um, and he's been serving in the home office also. And like I said, he's transitioning uh, to be our new mission home manager. Um, then we have Chris Adamo. Some, Chris Adamo has been here too, so some of you already know him. Uh, he's our um, innovation specialist. He, he's wearing one hat there, but he wears all kinds of different hats. <laughs> he's, he's a jack of all trades, uh, and we're blessed to have him. Uh, they served in uh, um, Kashmir in India for, for many years, and then they were called to return back to the United States, kind of in a similar situation as us, as we, we came back. And we're just blessed to have um, that family in our home office. And we got Sam Bringelson, who's a, a contracted worker, and he helps me with, with IT matters. Now that I'm the administrative director, I got more responsibilities. We've hired uh, Sam Bringelson to help, to help us with uh, web, web development tasks. And I'm very happy to have him. Uh, and that's me there. Uh, we will act in accordance with God's mercy and justice in advocacy for the weak and marginalized. We will live intentionally in community with the body of Christ and others to best care for one another, 
God's world and his abundant gifts. And, and all I wanted to say, like I said, encourage you, if you want to visit our website, you're going to see a lot of those, those, those phases, and you can pray for them. You can remember them. You can um, uh, send us a note, uh, an email if, 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 of encouragement. That would, be, that would be a blessing if we, if we can, uh, if you guys can uh, do that. Um, also, if you don't, you're not, um, uh, you don't receive the Together in Prayer, that's our, new, our monthly newsletter, you're welcome also to request to, to, uh, to, be, to subscribe to that publication. You can do that on their website too. Um, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you for, for, for listening. Thank you, Pastor Joe, for inviting us. Yeah. Well, let's see if this starts working. Maybe I'll turn it on and off. <laughs> Am I on? Yep. Oh, good. Hey, I fixed it. <laughs> I understand. I used to build computers. That's how we fixed it. There you go. So, can we pray for Jorge and Christina real quick? So, would you guys join with me in prayer? Lord, I ask that you would bless them. Lord, they need your blessing. They need you and your presence in the home office. They need your wisdom. They need your grace as they live together in community, whether that's in their workplace or in their family. Or, Lord, as, as they seek to live out the gospel in their very lives and be a light into this dark world, which is the United States now, Lord, that you would bless them, that you would make it good, that you would make it happen, that you would accomplish your will in and through them, Lord, and that you would fill them with your spirit, that they might accomplish your will. Lord, we thank you for all of the people that Jorge oversees, I pray that you would grant him wisdom to encourage and to disciple them as well, to, to lead them in their walk with you. Lord, as Christina puts time in with her kids and with uh, her job as well outside of the World Mission Prayer League, we pray that you would guide her to be a light and that your glory might come into those places. Father, that, that your kingdom might come there also. Lord, we pray for the Wampies. And we ask that you would continue to build that group, even without Jorge and Christina there. Lord, that, that the pastors would rise up, that people who know your word and who love you would rise up within that fellowship, within that tribe. Lord, that there might be a fellowship that grows and expands and is fruitful. Father, we look to you and we pray that you would bless and that you would help them as they support those who are called overseas. Lord, that you might be glorified all of our lives, and in all of our callings, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, thanks for coming, you guys. And so, I'm going to change what I was going to preach on. I, I know, Lindy's always trying to get me to be more impromptu. He's like, Joe, you're just too boring. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, I've never said that. Like, yeah, kind of. But no. Um, usually when we, and I want to talk about missions for a little bit because it, it fits with our theme. It fits with VBS because why do we do VBS? It's, it's mission, right? Not just, not just to our students, but trying to bring mission, trying to bring the gospel into the lives of people who don't know it at the same level. You know, and that's really mission is discipleship. This is something that, we are called to live here in the States as well. And I'm actually, 
I knew that I was asking Jorge to do a difficult thing because often when we talk about mission, we want to talk about those things which are exciting. We want to talk about how God is reaching into the lives of unreached people group and how he has called me or called you or called this person to go into the, you know, the far reaches of the frozen north in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> they were clever to ask you to come during the summer. They, that's why we have family camp then. Yes, that, that is intentional. Um, devious? Eh, maybe. But we want to we hear about the work being done in, in Kashmir. We want to hear about the work being done in Buryatia. We want to hear about that work because that's, that's where the front lines of ministry is. And then God calls some people to Minnesota. Which one of those calls is greater? Neither. Which one of those calls is more exciting? Minnesota. With the Norwegians. All of us Norwegians. <laughs> really? But why do we serve? Christian, why do you serve Christ? Is it because... It is exciting. Is it because you can tell people about it? Or is it because he has called you? If God has called you into a difficult, hidden position, is that any less than the person that God has called into a visible and vibrant and exciting position? Is it any less? Is the mother who is called to raise her children less of a calling than the single lady who is called out to India? No. Is, that, is, is one of those less? Well, here they've only got, God only blessed the Bensuses with three. Whereas, you know, you read about, um, oh, now I'm forgetting her name. Amy Carmichael is like Carmichael something. Uh, Amy Carmichael, who is a, a mother to many orphans. Which one is greater? Neither. Because God doesn't weigh, does, does God weigh the greatness of the call on the amount of people that are touched? No. That's not the way that God weighs it in his economy. That's not the way that God works. God doesn't work in numbers God doesn't call us to reach 10,000. God calls us to be faithful where he's called us. Will you do the hidden thing? So how, how many years did Jesus live? 33. How many years was Jesus' public ministry? Three. Which one of those was greater? Do you think Jesus was faithful while he was a carpenter? Or do you think that Jesus just slacked off while he was that and he was like, I'm just waiting for the real stuff, Dad? No. Jesus was faithful. Jesus was obedient from, you know, that's why we get that, well, one of the reasons why we get that story about when he was 12. He was 12 and he was doing the work of God Simply when he went to the temple and started asking them questions. 
You know, think of what an encouragement. Those of you who have actually, you know, who have put your life into a kid's, you know, in, uh, invested your life into the life of a child, when they start taking that stuff up and asking questions, isn't that exciting? Like, that's exciting. So, what matters? All of the investment prior or when it finally becomes exciting? Both are equal, right? And so, Christ is is showing the Pharisees, showing the priests, showing the scribes, showing the people that he's talking to, see, God is working. Do you trust him? That's what he's living out. That's what Jorge and Christina are living out. They are living out the fact that God is working and that God calls not just where we want to go, but because he's got plans. And he needs us here, and he needs us there, and he needs us, he needs us to be his workers. That's actually one of the reasons why TIP is called TIP, Together in Prayer. That's why when you're a member of the World Mission Prayer League, you're actually called a fellow worker. Because what's more important to be in some place that I cannot name due to security reasons, or to be in the home office, or to be in Hosanna praying for those people? Which one of those is greater? We're fellow workers. This is the body of Christ. What's more important, my left hand or my right hand? They're both pretty important. But they do different things. And so it's not a matter of greatness. And this is something that we who are called to the States, like, well, I live in St. James. I'm I'm not really called. Like, no, you are. Even if you don't live in St. James. You need to live somewhere else. I don't care. You are called, but you might not be called to foreign missions. You might not be called to be a pastor. You might not be called to a public ministry, but you are called to be faithful to Christ. This is your call, and that's the heart of commissioned living. So Jorge talked about commissioned living. What is commissioned living? I'm going to live my life in such a way, I'm going to live my life because, excuse me, I have been commissioned. I have been called by God into his mission regardless of the place that I live. And I'm going to live out my life in that manner. So it's not going to be for my, my position. It's not going to be to get glory from our government. It's not going to be to become rich like Doug. It's, it's not going to be for those reasons. I'm not going to live my life for that. I'm going to live my life for the kingdom of God wherever that takes me. And in so doing, you are living out Christianity in its truest form. Whether that's Peru, Minnesota, or Nepal. Doesn't matter. God has called me here. All right, how do I serve God here. Well, it's not very exciting. I can't tell people about my ministry. I didn't know that was the job. That the job was to be faithful and then to bear witness when we're called. Because what's the job of the Christian? It's to trust God and to walk with him, right? Those two are actually the same thing. We like to divide them out as Lutherans, but we can't. They're the same thing. 
If I'm trusting God, then that means he's got my whole life. If God doesn't have my whole life, that means there's places where I'm not trusting God. It's the same thing. So this is one of the reasons why I asked Jorge and Christina to come. Because we need to see this. The American church needs to see that we are the church. They're going overseas. They're going even down to Peru to share Bibles with people so that they could come to know Jesus. How many of you have a Bible? Have you shared that with anybody? We have a calling. Like, well, I'm not an evangelist. All right, well, do you pray for those people around you? You pray that God would open doors. That the evangelists might be able to speak boldly as they ought. How are you? And, and this is the question, was the, actually it was the question that I was going to preach on in my sermon. We'll talk about it again next week then. How are you ready? Because Christ is coming back, right? One of these days Jesus will come back. Are you ready? Are you walking in that readiness? Or are you living for the things of this world? That's the question. Does that mean that God's going to call you to be a missionary? He just did. Because now you see a greater view of missions. Can Elizabeth be a missionary when she's doing dispatch? Do you think some of those drivers need Jesus, Elizabeth? Yeah. <laughs> do, you th- do you think some of the people that you work with need to see Jesus lived out in your life? So can Elizabeth be a missionary? Carolyn, is there anybody at hometown that could, it would be good for them to see Jesus lived out in your life? Ken, is there anybody up in Goldall area that could see Jesus, that it would be good for them to see Jesus lived out? Even, even Goldall. You talk about the ends of the earth, I'll show it to you. <laughs> it's about eight miles from here. <laughs> We're called to the exact same calling. We are commissioned by God when we become Christians to be lights into this world. Our culture is trying to commission us to live for it. God says, no, you live for me. Your culture steals, kills, and destroys, but I have come to give you life and give it to the full. You want fullness of life? Live for Jesus. Does that mean you have to go overseas? No, that might mean that you have to run a business for the sake of Christ. That might mean that you have to pray. That might mean that God is calling you to give. That might mean that that might mean that Ken has to work with his cattle as a Christian instead of as a, like the pagans do. How exactly that looks, I don't know. But God hasn't called me to be a dairy farmer. God's called him to that. God hasn't called me to be a crop farmer. God has called some of you to that. We are missionaries. We are fellow workers with Jorge and Christina. I almost said Jorge and Bensus. Like, she's not a Bensus. She's a Christina. 
But she's a Vencis. But yeah. We are called as a body to be faithful to a single head. And that is Christ. Wherever and whatever that looks like. Does it make sense? This is fullness of life. Any questions? I say, well, Joe, how do we live that out? You know what? The first step is to pray. That really is beginning. And from there, God will guide you. You know, pray for, pray for Jorge. Pray for Christina. As Christina supports Jorge. Jorge's administrative director. Jorge does it for Wimple and Christina. Yep, fills in all the gaps. But pray for them. Pray for the others that you know. And then you ask God, Lord, how do we better do it here? How do, as Jorge reflects Christ in the home office, how do I reflect Christ here? Does this make sense? It really isn't that hard. Because only God, only God can show Lindy how to doctor for Christ. Only God can show Haley how to be a tech for Christ. I'm a pastor, but believe it or not, I'm a pastor for Christ. How do we do that? So, now that you know, consider yourself commissioned. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us a mission, a purpose, a goal to live our lives accordingly. Lord, we thank you for a focus. We thank you for purpose. And that is to live out Christ where we are. And if you call us somewhere else, we will go. If you call us here, we will stay. You've called us to your work. Wherever you've put us, show us how to do it. Because, Father, I will admit, I am often ignorant. If I'm ignorant in your calling on my life, I'm ignorant in the calling on others. So guide them, too. Thank you for making us fellow workers. Thank you for making us fellow workers with Christina and Jorge. Thank you for making us fellow workers with each other. May you be glorified in the body of Christ. We ask now in Jesus' name. Amen.